philosophy guy number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. www.philosophyguy.net. Oh, I cut off quick. Anyway, uh, scant hours. It's Super Bowl Sunday, scant hours before kickoff. Uh, just want to let you know that uh, my mic died. So I'm using the uh, wonderful, wonderful condenser mic in the uh, laptop here. So if uh, I sound like shit, apologize. Anyway, here we go. Lots to talk about. Um, first off, uh, let's see. Well, Super Bowl today, go Steelers. I'm, uh, I guess I'm not a huge Mike Holmgren fan after he left the, uh, Packers to go and, uh, play with the big boys, I guess, uh, Paul Allen and such and get, uh, real money. A wonderful thing about uh, this round for uh, the Seahawks is it took him about the same amount of time it took our Packers to bring to, for Holmgren to bring the Packers to a Super Bowl. So at least uh, we're no different than them. So, uh, but uh, the Steelers have been just an awesome team this year. I've just been amazed by their defense and. Uh, you know, the, the play of uh, Roethlisberger for the time he's been there and Jerome Bettis, I, you know, if nothing else, this is this is for him. I mean, he, he's hopefully going to go into Hall of Fame as his uh, last season winning the uh, Super Bowl. What a story that would be, wouldn't it? Uh, anyway, also another reason for the fan, uh, my, my love of the Steelers this year is that uh, they were the... Uh, it got me basically to the uh, the final game of my fantasy football league uh, at work. So uh, the Kenosha Killers were defeated, unfortunately, by the uh, Raging Buddhas in the final game, uh, week 14 of the season. So uh, what I'll do is I'll put a little... Uh, we had ours on ESPN... Uh, fantasy football so i'll put the link out there to the page so you can see it uh our nrc fantasy league so but uh without what happened with uh the the fantasy league was i initially had uh philadelphia as my defense and they played pretty awesome during the first part of the season but then uh took a big shit uh probably around week seven or eight i don't remember uh but anyway i picked up the packers which was uh crazy uh and then i picked up the steelers because i didn't have anybody else to pick up at the time so and it, it was just about the time they started their upward trend uh towards the middle of the season they just played awesome defense uh for uh the bulk of it so so I, i'm looking forward to tonight uh this uh probably hopefully by the time i get this up uh It'll be before the game, but I, I doubt 
if, if I don't, then maybe I'll put a little postscript on what the uh, actual score was or not. I don't know. We'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. Next thing, hey, was it the thirty first Tuesday? Was a very what I call a day in history. A lot of stuff happened. I was amazed. Uh, um, first news was that Coretta Scott King. Uh, was it was announced that she had passed, and uh, it's sad news. Uh, you know, it, it seems like every time I hear something like that, I feel like uh, those people that influenced me, or at least those people that were famous, uh, those icons of life, of my life anyway, are gone. It's just like, well, so now these icons that I've seen, not necessarily Kreska King, but other big icons that pass, they just become footnotes to my kids. So it's just like, well, how how does uh, you know how do how do you teach somebody about uh, Martin Luther King with uh, everybody passing? And there's we're losing that firsthand knowledge, unfortunately. So, second thing, uh, the day. Uh, the day that people were whining about or waiting for in great anticipation, the day that, excuse me, <coughs> Sam Alito, my buddy's there, Sam Alito was a, uh, confirmed as a Supreme Court uh, justice. And it didn't take him very long. They confirmed him in, uh, I want to say, like 1030 in the morning. And by noon, he was sworn in. And at... Uh, it's eight o'clock at night. He was sitting with the other chief justices in the uh, the uh, House chambers, listening to President uh, Bush's fifth State of the Union address. <coughs> By the way, oh man, um, I watched a lot of that, and uh, I read most of the uh, transcript and it wasn't a very good speech it was kind of an average speech uh, actually uh, you know it looks like uh, nothing's going to happen this year Yeah, I, I, was, I looked at the CBC website uh, Tuesday afternoon and, and basically they said that this is really kind of the official start of the election season in the U.S., and it's basically just going to be a campaign speech, which it kind of turned out to be. Basically, he says, okay, um, I'm the president. We're at war. We have to make sure nobody, if we want to be safe, we got to know if people are talking to Al-Qaeda. And the Senate knows about it, and the Congress knows about it, and everybody who needs to know know, knew. And get over it. Second was, he didn't do anything with Social Security this year, last year. Do something about it this year. And lastly, we're addicted to oil. Ah, tough. Yeah, real, uh, real, real obvious there. And that he wants to uh, put stuff together to make... Uh, Oh, make it easier to uh, do alternative fuels and and that kind of stuff. Uh, good luck to you. 
I think, uh, unfortunately, I think we're going to have to tap into the uh, Arctic Wildlife Reserve a lot sooner than uh, than later. And, uh, and I don't think biodiesel is at the short run the, the way to go. I think uh, long term, I think that has merit. I think uh, ethanol has merit, as they talked about in the speech. But uh, one of the things I heard was that it takes a lot more energy to generate a gallon of ethanol than it that if you were not to generate the gallon of ethanol so so are we really saving anything there or, or is it uh, a lost leader in the hopes that uh, things will get better uh, I think what's going to happen is the market's going to is going to do its thing and, and uh, you know less like Companies like GM get on the hybrid wagon, like Toyota and other com- companies that are there. Uh, they're not going to be around. And the, the companies that do hybrids or the new generation fuel cars, the fuel cells or the fuel or whatever, uh, they're going to be around. And I'll be driving my little S10 or my S10 replacement on biodiesel or, you know... Great alcohol, except what all I will I have with my cocktail then? Anyway, next after uh, I was interested after uh, the the uh, speech, I was up for a while, then I went to listen to Mike Malloy on Air America Radio, and he's basically uh, you know if. He was ranting for 25, 30 minutes. Basically, Democrats, get off your ass and put up some real candidates. And I kind of had to laugh that he was getting way, I guess, way over-invested in the argument that I was. But he makes some sense. It's just like, you know, if you don't want a majority of conservative judges on the Supreme Court, get a president in the White House so he can appoint the next Supreme Court justice. It's not that tough. Okay? It's not that tough. You know, hey, Clinton appointed, I think, Ginsburg in his tenure there. Uh, It's not every time a president is up that uh, he gets the opportunity to put in one Supreme Court justice, let alone two, and there may even be a third before the end of uh, Bush's lame duck term. So, hey, what is it? 2006? 2007? 2008? Uh, get going. Get, get your ass in gear. And not somebody like Hillary Clinton. I mean, let, let put it this way. She's got She's got too much baggage. She's not a very pretty woman either, but she's also got too much baggage from the uh, other Clinton. Uh, let's see. Please, please, please. Nobody like... Uh, uh, what is his name? Chuck... I. There's not a, guy, a Republican I don't hate. Schumer. Uh, somebody with talent. Somebody that's charismatic. Somebody that's uh, 
Got some brains. Somebody can look at the big picture and build consensus is what the the Democrats need. Um, yeah, somebody that that's uh, exciting to look at is a, a Barack Obama out of uh, the Chicago, Chicago area. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he would be touted at least as vice president. But uh, I don't know. It, I'm not really impressed by Republicans either that are out there for uh, consideration next time around. So anyway. We'll be back.
Podsafe Music Network. That was uh, Rotten Apple by American Heartbreak. You can find more of that and more fine music at Pod at the Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. Oh man! Uh, anyway, we're back and. Uh, I lost where I was going here. Oh, you know, I have to apologize for not being uh, up in Adam and sending up a show recently. But, uh, man, I got what the creepy crud flu. I, I don't know what it was, but uh, basically I'm still getting over it. And uh, took all all my energy out. All I did was eat, sleep, work, and... Uh, sleep and eat and work and, and every once in a while I come back and look at the uh, pod show notes I've been putting together podcast notes and uh, let me go ah, fuck it I'm not doing this today so anyway well um, finally got some energy back the past couple of days and uh, hopefully we'll uh, do some more stuff real soon anyway a couple of things I did look at while I was under the weather or surfing the net or something. An uh, uh, article out of the New York Times from uh, 119 uh, talks about uh, in design versus Darwinism, Darwin wins points in Rome. And I'm just going to quote a couple of paragraphs and then uh, talk about it here. Uh, if The official Vatican newspaper published an article this week labeling as correct, quote-unquote, the recent decision by a uh, judge in Pennsylvania that intelligent design should not be taught as, sci- as a scientific alternative to evolution. Quote, if the model proposed by Darwin is not considered sufficient, one should search for another, unquote. Fiorenzo Faccini, a professor of evolutionary biology at the University of Bologna, wrote in the January 16-17 edition of the paper Los the uh, Vatican paper Los I cannot say Observatone Romano alright I butchered that one basically what he's saying and, and this is I believe it's true here uh, this one I this one I buy um, I don't buy intelligent design I think it's just a quasi-science justification apology for uh, uh, creationists. Uh, And even the worst kind of creationists. I mean, these guys are like the the new earthers where the earth is 6,000 years old. Just doesn't, uh, to me, it doesn't seem reasonable. Okay, let's put everything in the scope of reason here. Put it into a I mean, we've got carbon dating that that proves things are billions of years old. And the fact that it's billions of years old doesn't mean that something even older didn't create it. Something had to be the first cause, the efficient cause and the sufficient cause to bring things over. But you don't have to say that the earth was created 
exactly the way the story of the Bible said. I mean, you know, Adam and Eve in the garden after seven days is a story. You know, unfortunately, the Bible doesn't start once upon a time. It says, in the beginning, which is not a heck of a lot different. In the beginning was the word. Or in the beginning was chaos. Once upon a time, there was chaos. And God, whoever God is, created something out of nothing, brought it from nothingness to being, from chaos to order. Okay. Is that sufficient? Well, anyway, one of these, uh, it was interesting, um, just a little aside, go, um, I saw one of these shows on TV where the guy, these, this, this kind of explaining the, oh, the, the creationist new uh, scientific scientific method by observing the wing structure of uh, birds and the fact that they have kind of like a hook and. Um, kind of a hook webbing system where the web hooks on, on the sprocket and kind of interconnected in the feathers, within the feathers, so it gives them air buoyancy and the whole thing, like a superstructure of an airplane. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. But they were trying to say that something intelligent had to create it, okay, and that it could not have been evolved from... The, the dinosaurs or the from simpler life forms. But they never proved that, it says. Basically, it was, well, see, look at how everything fits together. Okay. How could something that's not intelligent create that? Well, nobody said something not intelligent didn't create that. Okay. But it also didn't, you also didn't prove that it didn't evolve as part of uh, part of a larger creation process, okay? So anyway, the, the, the op-ed piece goes on to talk about uh, a uh, an Australian cardinal close to Benedict who's talking about how uh, the Pope, our Pope, has... Uh, said that evolution and creationism are not at odds, or the church is teaching it that they're not at odds, and I don't think they are. But, quote, in an op-ed article in the New York Times, he played down a 1996 letter in which Pope John Paul II called evolution more than a hypothesis. He wrote, evolution in a sense of a common ancestry might be true, but evolution in the neo-Darwinist sense of unguided, unplanned, process of random variation and natural selection is not. Okay? Cool. I think I think that's where the intelligent design people want to get to. But uh, they want to get there without saying that, well, they want to say Darwin is wrong. Okay? And that nothing is random and something has to be caused. Okay? But I think you got it. 
if you say that, you got to be able to prove it. Or at least be able to, to say, hey, well, it's a theory, okay? It's only a theory, just as evolution is only a theory. You know, theoretically, it could have just been plopped down the way it is and everything just keeps on going. Makes no sense, but okay. So anyway, the last thing, the art, at least twice, Pope Benedict has signaled concern about the issue, prompting questions about his views. Quote, in April, when they formally installed the Pope, he said, human beings are not some causal and meaningless product of evolution. In November, he called the creation of the universe an intelligent project wording welcomed by supporters of intelligent design. Okay. This is my take on this. Yeah, those two statements from Benedict, who I'm not a great fan of, but they're statements of faith. They're not statements of fact. And I guess this is where I get, you know, it's like, how do you prove you can't. Okay, what he says, what I think he's saying here is human beings are not merely a casual and meaningless product of evolution. There's something different. Okay? And that difference is God, it's our faith, it's the fact that we have consciousness. Okay? And that uh, we're not meaningless products of evolution. We're but we're a part of an intelligent process that's outside or is beyond us as creatures. But, all right. So there's, there's a rant. There's a philosophical rant for the day. A couple last things, and I'm going to get out of here and go watch the Super Bowl. Uh, I, um, if I can find it here, there's one funniest thing I found. Uh, comes from The Onion, one of, one of the best publications of fact quote unquote around we're going to call this the up north wisdom man's relationship advice same as hunting tips this comes out of Verona Wisconsin friends Report that HVAC installer Kurt Pulver was markedly has markedly similar advice on both relationships and deer hunting. You have to dress either to blend in with the scenery or to stand out from it, depending on the situation. But either way, you want to disguise your scent, said Pulver to his friends at a local tavern. You have to find out where they eat, where they sleep, where they pee, and when they're most likely to be off guard. Then, when you're, you've got a clear look at their rack, and when you're sure they're legal, bam, you take them. Pulver's associates noted that he has not bagged a deer or a woman in six years. <laughs> All right, enough of that shit. Okay, last thing, last thing, last thing, last thing. What was that? Hold on.
Oh, last thing. It's beginning at the new month. Uh, time for your vote. Hey, if you can do me the favor and either selecting me, voting for me at the podcastpickle.com, adding me to your favorites there, or voting for me at uh, podcastalley.com. I'd appreciate it. Also, take a look at the uh, forums. I'll put a, I think I'm putting a question out there regarding the uh, State of the Union, what your thoughts are. And, uh, and that's at the forums are at www.philosophyguide.net. Always, of course, send comments, uh, email comments to comments at philosophyguide.net. Or leave an audio comment at 206-309-PHIL. 206-309-4445. Um, that's it. Have a good Super Bowl party, if that's what's happening. And remember, I'm the philosophy guy. I love you to think about the bugger when he's pissed.